0: What's up, everybody? It's LG said here. Today is Friday, May 7th, 2021. Welcome to the First Mint, a podcast where I talk about marketplace trends, big sales, and everything going on in NBA Top Shot. We got a sweet episode for you today. The man, Steve, is on the show. He runs Rookshot Market, an awesome resource for checking out charts about trends in Top Shot, the cost of the base set, and of course, the costs and prices of the rookies we're also going to chat about what's going on in top shot and how the throwdown set which hasn't come out yet may affect the market for challenges i want to remind everybody here that nothing on the show here constitutes trading advice in any way and that the show is not affiliated with nba top shot the nba or dapper labs i'm just a guy at his house who loves basketball and blockchain this is the first minute So some quick news to round out what happened yesterday. We saw 41 new base moments minted in the afternoon. I think like 22 or 23 of them are debut moments as in moments of players who did not exist yet on Top Shot, including Gary Trent Jr., which everybody's been anticipating for a long time. He's got a moment from his time on the Raptors. We also got JJ Redick, Paul Millsap, as well as players who are not doing their debut? It's just a new common moment. These are all common moments from Base Series Two set. Uh, we got Kyrie Irving, Paul George, Drew Holiday, Clint Capella, Donovan Mitchell. Reminder that those are new moments for them on the base set, meaning their old thirty-five thousand CC plus moments will be limited sometime very soon. As soon as those moments come out, also sometime today, or I guess uh, starting at eleven o'clock Pacific today. The base set drop, pre-registration drop number, like 33 or whatever it is, is going to be open in the queue. You're going to have like 30 hours or so to get that pack, so no rush to line up right at the timer. Probably going to be a lot of people in line to start, but again, hopefully you pre-registered earlier this week for that one. And also reminder that there is a pre-registration open for the next pre-registration pack, which will be next week. You have until Wednesday next week to claim that one or to sign up to reserve that pack. Still not sure if these new moments, these 41 new moments, will be in today's base drop, but I would assume that hopefully some of them are. It's like 8 o'clock Pacific right now. We still don't have that list of moments that's going to be in there, so assuming these new plays will be in there. Also, Cool Cats update. Yesterday, the Zach Levine challenge ended, which is Cool Cats number 27. That was challenge number 7, but Levine is number 27. Out of the 29 that we're going to need for the master challenge, not surprisingly, that moment is now going for only $50 on the marketplace. There are over 10,000 completions of that moment, meaning there's over 10,000 mints. And that is by far the most that a challenge reward has ever been minted at. So I guess not too surprising that the cost for it is so low, although I'm not sure who did that challenge and is now just selling their moments for that little And We also found out that the next cool cat, number 28, is going to be Ben Simmons, but no details yet on what that challenge is going to look like. There's been lots of speculation on Twitter as to what the requirements would be, whether they would be number one draft picks like he was or game winners or sons of former players, but again, nothing there. Jacob was also on the Top Shot Weekly stream yesterday, and he said that the next challenge, the one for Ben Simmons, is going to be something a little bit different And he specifically used the term flexible. So not sure what that means. Apparently that is not coming out until sometime next week. So no cool cat news anytime soon. Next, I want to talk about throwdowns real quick. So, we recapped on Wednesday's pod that there were no new throwdown moments, 51 of them, meaning that there's probably going to be a master challenge. Because if you do the math, 51 doesn't really divide into two different sets, it actually divides into three. So, we're assuming that there's going to be five challenges of nine moments. So, 45 moments for those challenges, five challenge rewards, and then the 51st moment being a master challenge. That's the assumption for now. Nothing's been confirmed. Anyways, I want to talk about how this throwdown set, which is a rare set, and they're each minted out of 1,800, is actually going to kind of shift the landscape for challenges, specifically for rare and common challenges. So right now, the only challenges we've had consistently that are in the rare set are the metallic gold challenges. And those are those moments are minted out of 500, out of 499. So they are quite rare. They're actually, you know, not technically, but they they would be considered rare moments because we know that new rare moments might be minted at that number. But... But these challenges have been kind of tough because some of the players for the rewards they're not too attractive. Each challenge costs like two to five thousand dollars, and it's just not been that attractive of a challenge. As we can see, only like a hundred to two hundred people are completing each of these metallic gold challenges. But again, those have been the only rare ones available. But what this throwdown set is going to do is it's going to introduce, I guess, what I would call a mid tier challenge, right? So these throwdown moments, like I don't, I don't think we're going to be able to do the challenges for like I don't know only a couple hundred bucks but I do think that a lot of them could land in the like five to thousand dollar range to do each one again some of the some of the rewards aren't super attractive we got like Hamidou Diallo uh Simons Blake Griffin's in there, so that's pretty sweet. But again, nothing huge, right? There's no LeBron reward or John Morant reward. So again, this throwdown set might actually introduce like a mid-tier challenge where, you know, there's only 1,800 maximum mints. So we might be looking at like a 30% completion rate of like, I don't know, 600 or so mints per challenge. Again, big assumption. But this these challenges will be, I guess, what you would call somewhat affordable. Like obviously doing a challenge for a 1,000 bucks, That's not super affordable. $1,000 is a lot of money. But the last time we had a non metallic rare set be challenges, it was Rising Stars, which for those, those were from like the Rising Stars game. It was announced by the NBA. They were all really great up and coming players like LaMelo and John Morant. So those were way out of reach. Like at one point, the Zion Rising Stars challenge cost like $5,000 to complete. I don't think that's going to happen for throwdowns. And I think it's just going to introduce kind of like a nice middle of the line challenge for those who have. Some money they want to spend in Top Shot or maybe have some profits from past sales that they want to use. I just like having kind of more variety in challenges because really the only things we've had in the last like month are either these Cool Cat Common challenges, the Hollow Icon challenges, which cost like 40 grand each. Or, again, these metallic golds that cost at least $2,000, if not more, like $3,000, $4,000, $5,000. So I'm excited for these throwdowns to actually hit the ecosystem and give us just something else to do. Maybe even make the common challenges more affordable because the people who want to do challenges but have deeper pockets will have something else to focus on, And before you ask, I don't know when throwdowns is happening, like I said, I also don't know how much the packs will cost, and I don't know what the restrictions will be, but again, it is a rare set, so I'm assuming there will be some restrictions similar to the last couple ones. Alright folks, next up we got the interview with Steve, he's been a friend and close network person, I guess, of the first Mint for a while. He's a very smart guy and he loves basketball. So have a listen. All right, ladies and gentlemen of the first mint, we are on with Steve, the man behind Rookshot Market, one of the best places to get great data about the base sets as well as the rookies in NBA Top Shot. Steve you're a long time uh, I, I don't know if contributors is the right word but we love retweeting the stuff that you have at the first mint and you're a very close <laughs> friend
1: <laughs> well, So
0: you're you're a twitter friend you're a twitter network friend of the first mint welcome to the show
1: thank you for having me it's good it's mm-hmm. good to be on finally i guess
0: i guess so yeah well you're on for good reason i've been very curious the last couple of weeks about what's going to happen to these rookies When the season ends, because you think about it in like literally just a couple days for some of these guys, it's going to be their last game of the season, their last game until next October. And in Top Shot, I'm very curious to know your thoughts on whether their value is going to essentially disappear, if it's going to be stable, if we can expect it to go up or down. Just to name some of the players who are really prominent rookies in in terms of the ones who won't be in the playoffs. Sadiq Bey is a good example. Cole Anthony, another one. Um, Anthony Edwards, probably the biggest one, obviously, who's not going to be in the playoffs. And then also the unfortunately injured Tyrese Halliburton. Again, these guys we've talked about a bunch this year. They're They're not playing any more basketball for like four or five months from here. And I think you took a look at the data from last year. What can you tell us about what we can expect from their value going forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think my initial thought when I went to look at this data was, well, obviously, you know, they're going to be out of the headlines. There's, you know, their value is going to drop. But that actually didn't happen last year when I went back and looked at the data. Um, You know, there was a sort of general rising tide uh, with interest. In top shot, you know, overall, and uh, you saw spikes around big moments, but you generally saw the market spike together. And it seemed like it, it, for the most part, sustained the pricing of these rookies throughout the playoffs uh, and even, uh, you know, raised their value because the entire market went up during this time. What you didn't get, obviously, are those sort of, you know, really flashy spikes that you get with big games that you, of course, saw. Uh, during the NBA playoffs with players like Tyler Hero. You know, overall, I you know, they 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 maintain their value through through the entirety of and and after the uh, the NBA playoffs as well.
0: Do you think like who would you consider, I mean, this is a pretty obvious question with softball one for you? Who are who are the biggest rookies from last year's class, especially on top shot?
1: From last year's class, we're talking series 1. Mhm. From series 1. Uh I mean, obviously you've got your Zion, you've got your your John Morant, uh, you know, uh, and uh, you know what you get below. It, it, Michael Porter, Michael Porter has been really strong as well, you know, at least uh, at least on Top Shot. Uh, Tyler Harrow is. Has, has been up there as well but maybe not as strong and then rj barrett is uh as well those are probably the top five if i had to you know at least in terms of top shot not necessarily my favorites but yeah i mean there's a and, and then you have a whole bunch below that i mean it was a pretty strong rookie class and a lot of these rookies have performed really well in year two there haven't there hasn't been a ton of sophomore slumps
0: Mm hmm. That's a good point. So who would you do you think then that the like the rookies from this year can I guess not just through the postseason for the ones who aren't there like Anthony Edwards and Halliburton, but even into series three, let's call it. Do you think there's like how how would you kind of stack up this year's rookies versus last year's rookies again within the lens of top shot?
1: Uh, you know, within the lens of Top Shot, I think it's probably, it, it feels like it's it's headed towards maybe being a smaller crop of folks that are are, are closer to the top. I, it's hard, you know, if they continue their play, it's hard for me to imagine that, you know, LaMelo and Anthony Edwards' uh, moments are going to be, you know, devalued too much. And, you know, they've been behaving like Ja and Zion, uh, albeit at, you know, slightly lesser uh, prices throughout this entire season, you know, I wouldn't expect, I, I wouldn't imagine that that would, uh, that that would stop. But beyond that, uh, you know, I think there, there are a lot more question marks. I mean, you know, you, you know, a lot of people are really high on Ty Halliburton, but does he become the the star that people expect him to be? Or, you know, you know, you'd take a look at somebody like Cole Anthony, who's been playing lights out lately. Uh, but is he, does that how he pans out? You know, I think there are a lot more questions to be answered after you get to that, uh, get beyond that, you know, sort of top crop.
0: Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess Mike, I guess what I've been wondering too is, you know, if you flash forward like three, four months from now. It's the middle of August. Obviously, interest in the NBA is is low. Maybe, maybe we've got free agency or something like that, but we don't. You know, we don't have the same buzz as we will when the season starts or when the season ends at the end of the finals. And you have a bunch of new people coming into Top Shot who have just or who have just come in through the finals because the marketing, you know, the marketing will probably turn on for the finals. It did last year, uh, so I'm assuming you know attention will be on the NBA. So we'll get a lot of people coming then. Let's say it's the off season, It's mid August. Do you have as high an interest in guys like Anthony Edwards and Halliburton and the rest of the non-playoff class as you do in some who were in the playoffs?
1: I, I don't, you know, at that point, you know, I think time has passed. I mean, I think, you know, if you do have a playoff hero that, like, comes out of nowhere uh and distinguishes themselves you know i think that that's the kind of thing that's going to stick in your mind by that point i think we're all just thinking of the previous year as the sum of its you know the, you know we're looking at it in summary so i don't necessarily think once time has passed i mean a lot of the stuff that happens in top shot on the market tends to be pretty flashy and tends to reset pretty quickly i you know i don't know why the playoffs would be any different of course you do have people that set themselves apart you do have people that have these iconic moments, uh, you know, like like we did last year, and you know that that can has to have some staying power. But you know, overall, I think, you know, I, I think you're 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 back to
0: a level playing field after a, a little bit. If you had to pick one player who's going to be the Tyler hero this year, who would you put your money on?
1: Let's go through who who are the rookies that are going to be in the playoffs this year.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me go through my list. Okay, so Obi Topin, topping. Uh, LaMelo Ball, since he's back. Uh, Denny Abdija, I think should be in it if the, if the Wizards survive their, uh, whatever the, you know, the play-in tournament. Josh Green, Skylar Mays, Xavier Tillman, Tyrese Maxey, Jalen Smith, although I don't even know if he's playing right now. Sean McDermott, Desmond Bain, Emmanuel Quickly right? So that's not bad. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anybody else. I think Sam Merrill's still in the G League, right? I don't think he's back yet. Well, the other thing too, I think the other thing we've talked about this before too on the show is that like the interesting thing about rookies last year too, right? Is like Tyler Hero is such an interesting case because when the playoffs started, it's like if you had to pick one rookie on the heat, it wasn't Tyler Hero. It was Kendrick Nunn, right? So it was kind of like a weird flip there where nobody really knew as much who Tyler Hero was, right? Oh, and Peyton Pritchard's the other one.
1: I, I mean, like, uh, you look at that list, and it's like, how do you bet against Lamello who goes out with a wrist injury and then comes back and is tossing full-court bombs? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, like that's fair. you know, it's... Uh, but, like, if if we were to go with the out-of-nowhere guy, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe a guy like Maxie or something like that, Could you know, he's been playing well for most of the year and has been sort of under the radar. Like, you know, he maybe he's the guy that comes up big, but... Uh, you know, there. You know, there's a couple of guys, but you know, it's interesting that you know it could it could really be you know sort of anybody because you don't really have a lot of guys that are necessarily you know really huge names beyond Lamelo. This could and, be their and, year, though. Yeah,
0: this could be where they become a name, right? Like it Tyler Hero. Be. It could be same thing, right? And there's a certainly
1: thing. a lot more of them that have moments on Top Shot too mm-hmm. than probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: see, that's it, and that's actually that's the next thing I wanted to talk about was the was the supply. Right. So so I was kind of counting these numbers back to you before we started recording that I think it's really interesting how many more rookies we have in series two than in series one. And that's very natural. Of course, there's so many more moments. Right. But in series one, and this is base set only, there are 22 rookies in the base set with 37 total moments, nine of which are the rookies, nine of the 22 that actually made the playoffs in that class. There's five. Of those rookies from series one who have three moments: RJ Barrett, Zion Williamson, Cam Reddish, Eric Pascal, and Tyler Hero. So he was the only one with three moments. And then there's a few, there's another five with two moments, and then 12 with only one moment. And then now, now in series two, well, there's so far there's no rookies with three base moments, not yet, not that we know of, right? They just, a lot of them just got their second 35,000 CC plus moment, which maybe hopefully that's enough for them for this year. I don't know if we need more, but there's 36 total rookies that have a common moment so far. Do you think like considering that, I guess the draft is what, like 60 deep. What do you think makes the most sense going forward? Cause there's so few rookies from series one, right? So there's, well, there's only 22 so far. We already have 36 in, in series two. Do you think we'll see more? Would you want to see like a moment from every single rookie who played at least like one game in the NBA in their freshman year?
1: Uh, no, <laughs> because because I think I think you got to look at like wh- what's the quality of some of those moments going to be. It's like you're going <laughs> to have to get a moment from out like some of those some of those rookies are going to have trash first games. And like right. and you're not gonna be able that. to find yeah yeah, so I mean like or or, or or first years even you know it's uh you know so I, I think it's I think it's a good thing you know maybe you know so I, I don't know exactly how they did it this year or you know, but you know I think it's good that they expanded it. I think it's good that there are you know more players that are you know having their rookie, uh their rookie moments you know put up you know but you know i think it's probably good that they distinguish themselves with play (laughs) uh in order in order to get that i mean that's that's sort of the the bread and butter of of top shot is highlights and uh if they don't have highlights sorry sorry
0: you know do you think there's too many rookies in this common base I, I I haven't
1: been bothered by it really. I mean, it, it, well, the only reason that I've been bothered by it is because they track it every day, uh, you know. And and the more that it grows, the more that I have to track. But uh, beyond beyond my own selfish things, you know, I'm not really you know bothered by it. I generally you know, in each group of rookies that they put out, there's been one or two that I've been excited about. So like, and you know, there have been one or two more that have like distinguished themselves with their with their play to get people excited about them, you know, having moments. So.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Last, last thing I wanted to touch on. I feel like we completely have forgotten about the whole badges debacle where like for like two months, all we talked about was badges and we're like, when are the badges coming? What are the badges going to look like? What are the badges again? Who's getting badges? And you had one of the best resources out there to figure that out. What from your, for from somebody who built a great resource, for people to track badges overwhelmed underwhelmed what was your reaction to badge day which i think was like march 30th so it was quite a long time ago in top shot time now
1: yeah i think it was exactly what you would have expected to happen was we talked about badges for two and a half months and then the badges came out and everything freaking plummeted or <laughs> not? <laughs> <laughs> because i mean that's that that is like you know it's not even top shot in a nutshell it's like it's crypto or markets in a nutshell it's you know buy the rumor, sell the news, you know. And you'd seen it in Top Topshop before on smaller things when you had anticipated player news or, you know, stuff like that. If you thought a player was going to be traded or something like that, you know. Uh, you know, you you have these flashy little spikes and then they always go back. So it, it just, it felt like it was guaranteed to be this this incredible buildup. And it's like, yeah, everybody sell. <laughs> <And> that's... <laughs> That's kind of what happened. That, I mean, I mean, it, uh, grants, it grants The market was on its way down at that point, anyway. But like, it wasn't as quite as dramatic as I'm putting it out. But it at least, it's at least what I expected to happen, anyway.
0: Do you think we're heading for something similar with the playoffs?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I think uh, I, I sure think a lot of people would like that. Uh, you know, some another another FOMO bubble to uh, to trade off of. But I don't know what it would be yet. I, you know, I've seen some cool ideas out there about what's, you know, potentially planned for the playoffs. And, you know, I just
0: meant more from like the anticipation standpoint. Like, are we all just being like, can't wait for the playoffs, man? Just you wait. Everybody's going to be so into it. And then we get there and it's like, that's the same. Nobody cares. <laughs> but I,
1: you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for the playoffs as a fan. So like, and I'm excited for what top shots interaction with the playoffs is going to be so i mean that's the way that i'm coming at it from like you know but i i don't know you know if there is any kind of setup like like we saw in the winter i don't know that that's if people are waiting for that to happen again they may be waiting for a long time uh you know i don't necessarily know that you know everybody seems to think that the next big boom is right around the corner Um, But there were a number of circumstances that came together then uh, that caused that to happen. And they're not necessarily here now. I mean, it's a totally different environment than what it was. NBA Top Shot is completely different today than it was in February. So it's it's hard for me to to, to sort of compare, I guess.
0: Are you going into playoffs? Are you opening the wallet to get cool playoff sets you think or you gonna sell a couple things to build up some float or kind of what's your strategy there Are you just gonna sit it out wait for the finals
1: uh yeah i mean like i i haven't missed a pack drop yet well i I haven't i've missed most of the pack drops but uh (laughs) i have i've been there for all of them Mm. Mm. uh so i mean i'd like to continue to to do that i'm psyched about uh you know throwdowns if that is uh, if that's one of the ones coming up soon i don't know if that's gonna be prior you know during the playoffs or or after or whatever but uh, I'm sure they'll do cool stuff for for the playoffs. Um, I hope they try some new stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think I'll be I think I'll be lining up like the uh, the general that I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question then. Who's 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 taking the title this year?
1: I, I'm, I'm a Nets
0: fan. It's the Nets, obviously. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. A lot of faith. A lot of faith. In the, I do. Have faith. I have to have faith. The superstar cocktail.
1: I have to have faith. Because when this team falls apart, it's going to be unwatchable <laughs> for so many years. We have no draft picks until like twenty forty seven. So, but but it's, but, I, but I mean, when all of our guys have been together, it's been really amazing basketball to watch. So I do have faith. It's like I legit have faith. Uh, I think it's going to be. But I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I think they're you know uh, you know the the Bucks had their way with us. Uh, And back to back games. So, uh, you know, there, there are, there are challenges out there. What about you? What about you? Where are you at on this?
0: That's really hard to say, man. You know, I'm a Raptors fan. So it's like, it's first, it's going to be the first year in a long time that we actually sit it out. And that we, we sit it like, even it's literally the first year in a long time that I go into the playoffs with no expectations for my team. Because the Raptors have always been, whether it was before winning the championship when it was like, oh, okay, is this the year? Is this the year? Is this the year? And then even after, like, last year losing to Boston, was still like, oh, you know, still anticipating, like, okay, how far can we go without, you know, Kawhi, right? So now it's kind of like a odd freewheeling year where it's like I'm not a particular fan of any specific team going into this. So my heart's not in it as much, but maybe that'll make it a lot more fun. So – or, or or fun in a different way, let's say. So, I I this is this is potentially a laughable pick, but I'd say maybe the Clippers. I feel like they they've been quiet enough this year, but they seem to be getting it together. And obviously, it's going to rely a lot on on Paul George and whether he can actually show up. So, there's a lot of good storyline there. Um, but I feel like they put together a few pieces in the right spots to to ideally make a run. Out of the West, it's really hard to predict right now. You've got some new teams in there that you know, like the Suns. It's like, man, what are they going to be like, right? And even the Jazz at this level, like, can they can those two, like, kind of like new top seeds survive the veterans of the Lebrons and the Kawais in the playoffs? I-
1: I am yet to see anybody say that the suns or the jazz will be the ones to come through. It's like, nobody wants to say, nobody wants to put their, put their money behind that because there's just, I mean, there's, there's so much talent out, you know, out there already. Like it's, it's tough, but you know, uh, you yeah, know, CP3 has been doing some, been spinning some magic.
0: Yeah, that's it. And actually my pick, my pick this year for this year's like Tyler Hero in a way, although this is it's not it's not an obscure player, is Devin Booker. We've never really seen what that guy can do in the playoffs. And he's great supporting cast. And if you think back to last year's bubble, they won eight games in a row to then even be in a in the potential chance to get through to the playoffs. And then I don't know, whoever beat so and so that they didn't make it in, but they literally won every single game in the bubble that they were in that to me is like a high clutch factor, maybe a good sign. Could be, could be. Steve, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you for coming on the First minute and talking about rookies. Likewise, anytime, sir. that is going to do it for us today folks have a great weekend don't forget to follow us on twitter at the first mint as well as hit that subscribe that like button whatever it is that you can do on this podcast if you liked it give us those stars give us that rating and otherwise we will see you monday on the first mint